Samantha Engel. And I'm Aaron Gullius, and this is Great Lakes Lore, and this is a special-ish Great Lakes Lore, because it is, what? It is one day removed from our one-year anniversary of our first episode. Can I say dropping, or does that sound like I'm trying to be hip? No, that's... That's fine. Okay. Appearing was released. Yeah, so it's a one-year anniversary episode. And, oh, Samantha, how are you? Are you good? I am good. I was like, whoa, you are, you're just getting right into it here. Before we hit record, I was looking, we were looking, both looking at the clock. I was like, we've got to get going. Um, so, yes, I, I, yes. But are you good? Everything good? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Um, I am right now completely obsessing over the American Revolution again nice. and just want to take in like everything I can revolution related. And I actually said the other day to someone, I'm just really sad that I can't meet Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> like it's relatable. This, relatable. It is just a feeling of like, I mean, if you listened to, if you're a Patreon or a patron on our Patreon and you heard our top historical figures or top five historical figures you know jefferson is my top person and um yeah i was just like oh i just every once in a while it's like dang it i just want to know him there's there's a i don't know if there's there's, i don't think there's an actually word for it but there's a a a sort of like concept of nostalgia for an era you were never you never actually lived in i don't even know that it's nostalgia i want to know the people like, I just ah, yeah. really want to know those people. And I know that they would probably make me angry. I have no nostalgia for an era that was filled with racism and sexism and smallpox and all yeah. of those terrible things. I was going to say, you probably <laughs> wouldn't even be in the same room with them as no, a woman, right? No. So. Well, he kept up some conversations with some different learned women and intelligent ladies. So I like to think that he could have had an affinity for me. But, you absolutely um, would have been on his list, yes. <laughs> Mercy Otis Warren, Margaret Bayard Smith, Samantha Angle. There we it, go. It, the Mount Rushmore. Samantha right? Marie Angle. There we go. Well, <laughs> give me a, give me a second. You needed name three here. names. Yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's completely not related to our to our episode. But I just felt I needed to share that. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, like I, a, it's like a, I'm I'm missing somebody I've never met before. <laughs> I have felt that way about. Um, Dwight Eisenhower. So uh, <laughs> I, I was, um, I, I, I've had no like sort of fanciful, um, wistful, missing mm-hmm. an era I never met because I've been busier than a one-armed paper hanger with, uh, with there's a, there's a folksy phrase for you, um, with, uh, with work stuff. And um, I was like, oh yes, uh, history. What history do I love? Well, what history do I have to talk about at 1230 this afternoon. And that's like ancient river valley civilizations, which are great, but not my thing, you know, but <laughs> it's the job. But uh, so today on the episode, we, we decided for this anniversary extravaganza, we're going to do a couple things. We're going to talk about. I think this extravaganza is setting it up a little bigger than it might be. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, I'm selling here, Sam. Um, it, it's an extravaganza. We're going to talk about the last year. And then we've also got a preview of the Strange Realities Conference, with yes. at, which we are appearing at uh, in all of our glory with Adam Sane of the Strange Realities Conference and the Conspiracy Normal Podcast. Yes, I was going to say, and, yes, and name the podcast. Conspiracy Normal <laughs> Podcast, and, uh, of which I'm um, a, a fan. And uh, so we've got a lot to do. It's a different sort of episode, but it's fun. And let's get to it. I, I sort of came up with a, uh, some questions for us to talk about. So I want to ask Sam. You're just taking control of everything tonight, aren't you? Go well, ahead and ask me a question. I'm the man <laughs> who came up with the questions. Oh, I thought um, you were just going to say I'm the man, and I was like, mm, no, we're not I'm, say that. I'm not the. <laughs> I'm I, I am not the Nature Boy Ric Flair. There's only one man, and that's the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Don't As he would say, about to that. be the man, you've got to beat the man. And I've not. I'm going to ask the first question then, please because do. Please now do. I don't know what's happening here. Please. <laughs> Aaron, what was your favorite episode we've done in the last year? You know, it's. There's a lot of them. We've done like two dozen, and I think it's got to be the Nain Rouge. Mm. I think the Nain Rouge was this ideal 
blend of folkloric legendy story combined with some actual documented historical research that we did in kind of uncovering what the origins of that story was with a dash of this is really weird and strange and what's the deeper meaning of what people are actually talking about in the present day with this stuff it just it just seemed to hit a lot of the little points that when we came up with the show i i thought would be would be fun to hit so nain rouge is is definitely the top of my list honorable mention probably um probably the witch's castle of utica mm. for for many of the same reasons just just sort of the the blend of actual things that happened and historical pseudo historical stuff um i i'd say the nain rouge is definitely my top five and i think because because there's a cool folklore concept a thing happening there but i like how I like how it allowed us to talk a lot more about Michigan history mm-hmm. and the settling of this region and the different cultures that came together. I think that's what and sort of what happens when these cultures and the stories from these different cultures blend blend. And and then, you know, how can it be something int- something weird done with it um, in, right. in later centuries? But, yeah, I think, yeah, that's that for me. That's why that one's in the top five. Not my favorite, but the top five. What is your favorite? Mackinac Island. Mackinac. Oh, yep. Yep. That, um, and, yeah. I, I liked it because I felt like we did really good history work in um, looking at some of these like very false type uh, <laughs> ghost stories and, you know, really sharing, you know, the, why that's not true or getting a little angry that people are making things up when there's such a rich history and talking about that rich history. Um, I think that those are important conversations to have because so many times I think people sort of pimp out the paranormal. <laughs> um, that's to, a great phrase. <laughs> right. That I just made that up. Great phrase. <laughs> um, in, in order to sell tickets, um, get attention, whatever. And I think that the Mackinac Island episode really highlighted how, how the, an extreme bad way that that can happen with the story of the witches, you know, being drowned in, you know, near the mission point where, it's like, no, that wasn't even there. There's no pool to do that. That, that didn't happen there. <laughs> um, and then the story that Claire, and I liked the episode too, because I loved having Claire on it. I like Claire yeah. a lot and she's so fun and insightful and she knows just, so she's much. Great person. Just so knowledgeable. Um, and it was great having somebody on who has spent so much time on the island and um, the story that she shared. And now I forget about the name, forget the name of the woman who she was talking about, whose story has really been oh yeah, 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 yeah really warped yeah. over time. Um, but how she has this really cool story. But unfortunately, there's this other bad tale um, that that is shared that really doesn't highlight all the amazing aspects of her life. So um, I felt like that was like the good work of history, not good mm-hmm. work is in like thorough research, but like. A way that history can make a difference um, right. and and applying it to the paranormal. That's why I like that episode so much. And I love Mackinac Island. So it, it, it was a it was a it was a great episode. Um, it, it's it, yeah, it was it was really good. And I, uh, I, I for the same I, I think so for this, the same reasons you do um, just mm-hmm. so much, just so much investigation into real stuff versus what the marketplace has done to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I always know, like, this is going to sound a little conceited, I think, and I don't mean it to come out that way. But whenever I have a sort of late in the game aha moment about how to reorganize a thing or reconceptualize a thing, that always means that there's like a really good thing happening. Yes. Because like, you know, you can we always start off. I mean, I even do this when I when I write different things for work or um, it's it's happened with the presentation for the strange realities conference a little yes, bit where yes, we have this have. idea of how how a thing's going to happen. Yeah, you know, I even did this in college and it drove my professors nuts. They're like, you sure you want to change your senior thesis paper a month and a half into the semester? I'm like, yes, yes, Hell I yeah. am. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, anyways, I, I don't know where I was going. But but when I have those blah moments, that always means like a good thing is happening. So it's, you know, it, it's always 
in my experience, it's the projects you care about the most where you have that kind of like flash of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, not because you're thinking about it enough to like want to do something special. And so when you're able to like deviate from the earlier plan to do something cool, that means that like a cool thing really is going to happen. Yeah. And, 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 and a lot of times like you're, this is the way I feel about it anyway, your subconscious knows that it could be better and it's sort of working on it in the back of your head. Or you're just finding new discoveries along the way that change things. You you find new sources or or things like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So those are our favorites and and, and things things we loved, um, like unabashedly loved. Is there any episode or topic that we did where in hindsight you think we could have done something a little different? You know, I thought about that and I don't know that I have – I think I don't I don't know how I would do some of uh, this one episode in particular that I'm thinking of. I don't know how I would do it differently, but I wasn't super happy with the way it turned out. And that was the Wendigo episode. OK, Um, I I think because there was so much more to it than I thought there would be going in and we were doing like hardcore scholarly, like reading yes. journal articles and oh stuff to, to get to what we were talking about that it was far more than just like, here's this tale, this monster and how has it been warped by pop culture? Like there was just so many different pieces to it that when we were done, I felt like it was kind of like, well, I mean, we shared the story and that's important, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but I don't know that we did it justice because I don't think you could with like our timeline of research and when Mm -hmm. we have to turn things out. And I'm not a specialist in any of these kinds of things. So I'm not, I'm not going to have that background knowledge that like someone who, you know, is an indigenous studies or, you know, something like that would be able to have. So, and I think a little peek behind the curtain, I think after the Wendigo thing, I think we were both a little dispirited with how, you know, just that, like, once we got into it, we're like, oh, we could have, you know, that this should have been a whole series. You know, there's like so many avenues that mm. weren't able to be explored. I and don't remember. What did we do after the Wendigo? Is that when we did the Nain Rouge? <laughs> we should know this. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> Here, I, I, let I me quick I, look I on my phone. I don't know. Yeah, let's throw that in our Google machine. And, uh, Scrolling, uh, scrolling, scrolling, whoop, whoop. scrolling, 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 scrolling. Um, yep, it was the Nain Rouge next. Nain Rouge, Nain Rouge. So, like, I wasn't feeling dis like, like I, like we couldn't do something or, or like that. I, I don't know. I'm not explaining this well. No, I didn't I, feel like beaten down, but it was a definitely, it was a good topic to tackle after doing that somehow. Yeah. I mean, because Nain Rouge is like deep too and deals with some big ideas but it just wasn't as complex it's it's deep but it's deep but narrow yeah in a sense instead of deep but broad and yeah there's fewer massive implications and and fewer massive like this region and that region and and it's a north american wide Mm. thing and like nain rouge is very more localized i, I think see and- i would didn't have a problem with that it wasn't like geographically because it was so big it was because there was like portrayals in literature by you know native american yeah. authors there were actual ki- crimes where people were like killing people claimed to yes. be wendigos or people actually you know going through some kind of psychosis and eating mm-hmm. people or like but is it a psychosis and you're dealing with you know mid 20th century sort of racist you know yeah. psychology theories and there was just so many different pieces to this puzzle that that's that's a good point i think i think the windigo episode was the and I, that was my answer to to this question um mm. um it's the only episode and this is my ego talking. It's the only episode where at a certain point I was thinking, I am in over my head. 
<laughs> I do not understand. And I think it was, you mentioned journal articles. I think it's when I was reading the law journal articles about the Canadian court cases, about Wendigo-based mm. cases and tribal law that I was like, I am not qualified to talk about this. And for me, it, it was when yeah. I found Wendigo psychosis that I was like, oh my God, oh, now there's like yeah. this whole um, this whole psychology we have we have to. we have moved beyond the realm of history and folklore and even <laughs> yeah. and even literature and we are into to fields uh-huh. that um I have I have not touched. Yep. Yeah, so so Wendigo um for me is is the one where I don't know what we would have done different mm-hmm. because we we yeah, have the, yeah, no- I don't know we have the knowledge base we have. Um right. I the, the, as far as something doing something different the mad gasser episode I think if we would have done the Mad Gasser episode in our second six months rather than our first six months, I think we would have had the benefit of our ability to compress a lot of primary sources into a more streamlined narrative. I I think Mm. when we did the Mad Gasser, I I felt like we were getting kind of bogged down in, and then this news story, and then this news story. Oh, yeah. I I I mean, because I guess I I think I told you, I was like, I don't know, this seems a little hard to keep going with, but you were very interested in all those newspaper stories. Well, and I think there just wasn't as much to, I mean, the Mm -hmm. story was what was in the newspaper. Right. You know, and so that's all we, so, so I don't, I don't have any problems with that one. Um, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. I just, I think it would have been very short if we would have done anything different, though. Yeah, I I just, when I was editing it, I was just like, "Mm, Mm. I I needed about six more hours to think about how I structured some of the longer quotations. Um, Oh. It it was more like... and I was and, too timid to tell him not to do things at that point. <laughs> so I was. <laughs> I, I think it was after this point where she became completely untimid about telling me how she wanted to do, <laughs> to do things. Um, Share my opinion very freely now. <laughs> yes, um, very, very freely. I'm, I'm very timid. Um, but <laughs> uh, whatever you want, it's fine. Um, but no, um, I, I, I just, I just think that. Um, I mean, I think it was good. People seem yeah. to like it. I, yeah, I just, it was one of the. Fa- I so we tweeted out and asked, like, you know, what people's favorites were, and the Mad Gasser did come up from somebody as, um, as their favorite episode. Yeah, it, it's it's a popular episode. the The numbers are good, as they say in the number <laughs> business. But um, I I just it, there there's something about it for me where I think it even if we would have made it the fourth episode instead of the second episode. Mm. I, I think it was complex enough that it would have benefited from us being more experienced in doing things how we do things, if mm. that makes sense, um, which it probably doesn't. Um, yeah. All right. Well, is there um, an episode that turned out better than you thought it would? Bell Gunnis. Really? I, yes. I think oh. Bell Gunnis, I was um and and this is this is because of the different roles we had in in doing the 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 prep and the research for Bell Gunnis. I was the read the big narrative books about Bell Gunnis. He likes to get books. I don't. I, I'm a book <laughs> like guy. I don't have time for I, that. I, I I'm I'm a I book mean I guy. like books, but I do not have I I don't have the time to commit in two weeks to reading a book. For a topic. I, I am and, and I'm not this isn't bragging, this is just the way my brain works. I am a freakishly fast reader. I am a just and I'm not saying I'm a thorough reader, but I can I can move some volume word wise. So I'm I'm a I'm the fast book reader guy. And as I and so I and I've got a flexible life for reading books sometimes. And since I read the Belgunas book, when we were working on it, the books I read on it were so detailed that I was terrified that we were missing stuff. I, I was just terrified that we weren't going to to convey things, and and I was worried about what I was forgetting. And you know, I was like, "Do we need to mention these seventeen Norwegian guys that?" 
she wrote letters and it was just i was constantly second guessing myself mm. throughout and that see, episode since i only read shorter summaries online i was like this is great like <laughs> um i think you know we've got the gist of the story and honestly i think i mean i think there were a few things that you were able to add from having read the book but i think that even that reading the summaries we still could have told the largely full story <sighs> think so maybe too. you've learned your lesson <laughs> I, 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 I i i did um i, I did and i you know I, I went in for the like i'm gonna do some graduate graduate level work on bell gunnis here you know and it was it was i was i was just i i kept i psyched myself out on the bell gunnis case and which i've never done on any other episode mm-hmm. every episode i've been very relaxed about we know what we know and let's uh, you do were it. freaked out about circleville i think a bit well, Circleville messed with my head. Because you also be- went down a rabbit hole and read too much. Oh my, <laughs> you see well, a pattern. I read the entire <laughs> PDF of that crazy guy's prison writings. Um, what is wrong with me? Um, well, we, we know what's wrong with me. There's a lot wrong with me. But uh, yeah, th- this was, I, I mean, and it turned out, I think Bell Gunnis turned out great. I, yeah, I'm very I was, happy with it. Yeah, like- I, was, I was thrilled. I think I did some cool feministy things and, and I would be very like proud to share it with like other ladies doing like women stuff. Like, look at what I'm saying about this. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I mean, I was getting texts from friends who listen and which I, I sometimes do about episodes. I was getting texts from like, I really liked what, what you guys said about, you know, the, the, the feminist stuff. And I was like, so do I, that was not me. That was Sam, but you know, <laughs> and it's sort of another peek behind a, behind the curtain i tend to be the granular detail person and sam tends to be the what is our theme sort of you know person which is i'm a big ideas person i'm a big picture and in general i am too but sometimes the the themes escape me and i get too focused on the detail and i i really like how you sort of sort of hammer me about the skull and and say <laughs> what is our angle here you know what are we you know what are we doing that is going beyond just telling the story somebody could read on wikipedia mm. and um and and i i think i think that's important and well, yeah because i guess yeah. sometimes when i think about it like if we're do when we're and i think i had that moment with this one too with bell gunness as we were typing out things and filling in the outline i'm kind of like if we're just doing what somebody else has done why are we do like why yeah. am i spending my time doing this then if if all i'm going to do is rehash the outline of a story because there are some podcasts that i have listened to um that you know i start off listening to it and then i quickly realize that they're just like looking at the wikipedia page mm-hmm. of some haunting or some murder or whatever and just like giving me the cliff notes of a wikipedia page and yep. it's like no 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 i'm not you people don't support this. This isn't special. I mean, I guess if you're doing super interesting editing or something, maybe it is. But I, I don't know. I, I come to podcasts to learn something deeper and meaningful that I couldn't find on my own, whether that be somebody's knowledge base or the perspective they bring to something like that's that's what I find interesting. And so that's what I hope people find interesting with us, too. I agree. And I, I think that it's especially with some of the topics we cover. I mean, sometimes we cover stories that have very rarely been talked about. Yeah. Other times like rattle run. I like ra- doing rattle run. A rattle lot. run. <laughs> uh, dungeons. The rattle run was awesome. I love yeah. that one. Um, dungeon swamp, um, mm-hmm. which is, we might be the only podcast who's ever done a dungeon no. swamp. No, no, because I told, I listened to that one when we were getting ready for it. Oh, remember? that's right. That's yeah. Right, so that's there's right. at least one other one. We're the best podcast. Yes. That's oh, yes. That I totally agree with that because <laughs> I didn't listen to the whole thing or the other swamp. one. <laughs> um, but but you know, there's other topics like Bell Gunnis, like um, maybe the Whitechapel Club, uh, some of the other more well-known things where – Nain Rouge. Nain Rouge. Yeah, absolutely. Where where we have something unique to bring to the table. And I, I like to I, think so. I I, I don't think there's any question. You know, we're, <laughs> we're brilliant, Sam. And you know, uh, that's why I have a hard time finding good, just haunting cases to share. Like when yes. we did the ghosts of St. Paul, the gangster ghosts of St. Paul, like, yeah, there were, 
I, I'm glad that we actually brought in this idea that like this could actually be a really cool like historic site to mm-hmm. visit. And there's a way that you can share these stories and cash in on the gangster vibe, or, you know, whatever right. it is right. without pimping out the paranormal, which I'm going to say all the time now. We need a T-shirt. <laughs> um, and uh, and I think with haunting cases, sometimes it's difficult I don't know. Not too many of them have just called out to me like, this is something worth covering because it's like, well, is it a big enough story? Is there something interesting that we can do with this? Because I don't want to just come here and tell you a spooky story. So I I was th- this is going to sound very contrived, but I was thinking about, well, like rotation topic rotation wise, we're yeah. about due for a haunting case. And yeah, I was like, we are. I was like, yeah. You know, I'm uh, sure we'll find we uh, will, we, but there are good ones out there. It's but. harder to find one to get a good handle on like you said that isn't just like people say that there's this ghost in this house mm-hmm. you know so it's I, I think i think the hauntings are the most challenging topic maybe to, to do something unique with yeah i mean it takes you know something where you can like look into whether or not the people like did these people really live here or did they really do this thing you know is there Uh, What are the dynamics, you know, like why, you know, I mean, I guess the dungeon swamp one, like, obviously, I knew that there was some kind of murder story involved. But I mean, that starts off with a ghost story. And then when you dig deeper, you find the deeper story. So it's finding the ghost stories with meat on their bones as ghosts, (laughs) ghosts have meat on their bones. We need the ghosts with the flesh. (laughs) Yeah. So as we wind up this part in the next few minutes, is there any lesson that you've learned i think we sort of talked about that a little bit lessons that we've learned over the last year about doing a podcast um well i think it's just i mean when we started off i know we said like we want to share these paranormal stories from like a historical perspective um and i think that finding I'm not going to say finding our niche because since we cover a wide array of topics, the niche <laughs> can vary, yeah, but, um, yeah. but making, but I think us realizing that we want to share stories that have some kind of greater understanding implication, you know, lesson, <laughs> right. whatever that might be to them, that, that, that is the thing that makes us want to do this, I think is sort of what's been uncovered. And we didn't even, we didn't really do it intentionally, but I think after picking a few stories, a few tales, um, and then realizing like, no, this is what, <laughs> this is what we want to make sure we're doing with these episodes that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I think we found, we, we, I think we started off sort of as a, Great Lakes region paranormally sort of thing. And then I, I think we quickly realized our sort of historianishness needs to be to the fore. And then it, it sort of it sort of went from there and in finding those angles. And I, I think I'm not sure what I can add to the what we've learned idea um beyond beyond what you've said, other than this is gonna sound really weird, but the more people involved in making the podcast, the more work it is um, just with coordinating <laughs> things. Um, yeah. Oftentimes I've been like, well, you know, it's, it's I do a podcast by myself. So doing one with another person should be half as much work. It might be twice as much work <laughs> actually <laughs> in some ways, but yeah. um, not in a bad way. Not not in a bad way. I, I, I've been forced to look at things from perspectives I wouldn't have before, mm-hmm. which is which is really nice. So um it's i think it's been a good year and i think um let's do another sure let's do another (laughs) sure why not why not another year yes why not um yeah but uh but hats off to you sam for yes thank you um, and to you as well thank you for your (laughs) um in particular forcing me to think about things beyond the narrative and uh ideas (laughs) of of theme and thing so i appreciate that And now we have guests. We have guests, which is which is odd. We've never had guests sort of show up halfway through what we're doing on the show. But interlopers, the system, it, yeah, yes. we, we've got interlopers. I saw the little guest thing pop up. I was like, "Oh, see, I didn't know." All of a sudden, oh, they yeah, were I've, there. I've, I've got I've got the control panel here. Right. So I, I saw like Surfiel shows up. So we've got 
Adam Sane and Serfiel Stevenson from the Conspiranormal Podcast and, more pertinently to our purposes tonight, the organizers of the Strange Realities Conference, which Sam and I are appearing at, to provide a preview of things. Yes, I should welcome. have had that. I should have had that written out because hey. I had nothing beyond that. Thanks for having Hi, us. Didn't, no problem. Didn't, didn't know that this was uh, this was somewhat live. Well, uh, we're, oh, it's, yeah. it, it's it's not live. We're we're recording, so right, there will be right, some right. editing. I mean, okay. there, there okay. won't there won't be because I'm we're really busy. But um, but yeah, we we decided you know it, we could do this by combining these two things and then we're only tying up one evening with recording <laughs> which is uh, pretty handy so adam surfail tell us about the strange realities conference well first of all thanks for having us on great no lakes lore this time and thanks for to both of you for coming to this year's strange yeah. realities yeah. and speaking <laughs> yes Yay. thank you for having us there soon now <laughs> yeah about uh coming up in almost three weeks as of this recording so I know. yes I know. <laughs> suddenly it is upon us don't it's worry good. i've been working on the presentation yes we've been <laughs> good she, good good let's say we've been working she's been working i've on been that. working <laughs> she, I, i've been putting in a lot of mental work on on the, the presentation yes excellent this is of course the fourth annual and Aaron, you've been a part of everyone since uh, the second, I believe. Right. Have I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, yeah, because the first year I did it, I was remote, and right, yeah, um, everybody yeah. was remote. Mm. Yeah. Everybody's remote. Right. And then last year, uh, I was, I was, uh, I was there in person at um, in Nashville. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great event, and. Um, if, if people don't know, it is it is available online and streaming, and uh, some of the speakers will be live. Most of the people, most of the speakers will be there live in Nashville. Yeah, this some time. will be presenting remotely, but everybody remotely can receive the wisdom <laughs> that uh, that will be presenting. Which is like the one good thing to come out of the COVID era. I think is this normalization mm -hmm. of remote presentations and and streaming events like this I, I think it's really great well we do this at a place called sir nashville and that's where we've done it all three years that we've that we've done it except of course the 2021 uh but in that time uh they because of covid and everything they put in like kind of the uh infrastructure apparatus, I guess you could say, in order to live stream because they're primarily really a band rehearsal studio. And so that's what they were doing. A lot of bands were doing that at the time uh, during COVID. And so now they have the way to actually just stream everything uh, like, you know, modems in every single room and all that. So we have what we need to do it there. And which was an added bonus in just mm -hmm. doing it. Like it's like, we called it a hybrid thing last year. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's still kind of a hybrid thing between the person actually being there like you were last year and our, and then being able to watch it online. So mm -hmm. SIR kind of gives us everything that we need to, to get this done. So it's a lot cooler environment than your usual like um, hotel ballroom or oh, yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's a lot more rock and roll. I, I will say if if you if you get if you go to Nashville live, um, you will have to fight me for the big comfy couch to sit on, as opposed to the the sort of plastic ML chairs. I sort of staked out like a corner of the the nice comfy couch. Um, I will be staking out the comfy couch. Again. You're just like laying so, across the couch in yeah. the back while like y'all are gonna have to fight me for that couch. It's There's usually uh, some coffee ready and uh, refrigerators full of beer and yes, right. BYOB and uh, people can kind of just hang out all day and uh, a little more relaxed and, and uh, rock and roll atmosphere than, than most paranormal conferences, I'd say. So we have a lot of fun. 
I, I, I went to the Ohio MUFON conference a few weeks ago, and I'm just looking forward to being at a place where I am not the youngest one in the room at the age of 46. <laughs> well, you're bringing me, so, you know. I, I'm bringing Sam, so there will be somebody younger than me there. So it's um, – I, I can it's, guarantee it's you there will, awesome. be younger, there will be younger, so I can guarantee yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but not too much younger. I don't like these kids. But yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm Get off kidding. our lawn. I'm kidding. I, I am for the children. So, um, so who all is – speaking at this extravaganza well we've got a really good lineup this year and we've got some we've kind of divided it between speakers and then just like two or just just like three workshops that are going to be done too uh those are going to be done in the main room as well um but i can tell you real quick really quick who we've got coming up this year uh i'll just go down the list uh steve berg Oh yeah, who uh, is uh, pretty well known in voice acting world, and he's really gotten into a lot into the paranormal, and well, really has been into it his whole life. But uh, since he moved to Omaha, uh, re-moved to Omaha, Nebraska, where he's from, he's going to be doing a presentation about uh, Nebraska and some of the weird kind of cryptids that are there, and some of mm. the weirdness that he's. Um, cool. So, if you want to know about the weird stuff that goes on in Nebraska, <laughs> that's uh, that would be the place. No to idea. Go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I didn't know there was a weird Nebraska. That's, there there that's is a weird Nebraska. There Strange reality is always bringing new, fresh well, paranormal content. You would think, think that Nebraska really exists, but uh, I, I was going to say I I thought it was just uh, I thought it was just abolitionist propaganda that Nebraska was a thing, but. Uh, <laughs> Sort of a deep <laughs> antebellum cut there. It, it goes all the way back to the Kansas-Nebraska Act. Is that what you're saying? I don't get me started on the Kansas-Nebraska Act. I got a whole thing about it. So, <laughs> well, you can just blame Steve. We'll just blame Stephen Douglas. How about that? Come to Nashville, corner me, give me a beer, and I will give you my LeCompton Constitution spiel, and it will be glorious. <laughs> Sam, you can pitch in with the LeCompton Constitution if you want. No, nope. yeah. nope. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's it's a it's a shady subject. It is and it is. very boring. Yeah, uh, Micah Hanks. He's not actually going to be there, but he's going to be doing a remote presentation for us. Micah had a, a little bit of a conflict um, that uh, he couldn't get out of for the weekend, but he's still going to be doing a, a remote a remote presentation. Uh, Saturday night, uh, we're going to headline it. Well, really, the last speaker, but really the headliner is John Tinney. Nice. Who you mm-hmm. guys know. Yeah, um, Michigan of course, Zone. Of course, yeah, Michigan Zone. And, uh, <laughs> He's a great Laker. Ghost Stalkers yes. fame. And uh, Adam Go Rightly is going to be there. The man you said is a national treasure. National treasure. <laughs> really looking forward to this. He's actually, yeah. uh, we talked last night, and he's actually going to be doing a presentation about uh, James Shelby Downard some of the research that he's found out about that. And he says that uh, he, he would not go any further. So it's like, if you want to know exclusive, what's uh, <laughs> some more, to, if there's anything else to know about James Shelby Downer, this man definitely knows it. So if you Ooh. want to, uh, if you want to know, then you need to come to strange realities or join us online. Um, and, and of course your favorite podcaster, Aaron, Tim Banal. Yes. Yes. Is going to, is going to be there as well. And, uh, he is going to be doing something about the, I think it's the Yuba five, I believe. Yeah. Or Yuba mm-hmm. seven. Um, that's, uh, he's actually going to go first on Friday. Um, Christopher Ernst, who is a filmmaker and a good friend of ours as well. And he's going to be speaking on Saturday, but uh, he is also on Friday night going to be presenting a film that he's done about Soraya Asgath. Oh. And uh, he told me the name of the film. I'll, I'll try to pull it up here in just a little bit. But um, he's, he's going to be, pre- we're going to be presenting that film at the end of Friday night. And oh, Soraya, great. Soraya is going to uh, be remotely. Uh, put in and we're going to do a little question and answer i think session okay i think the film was about 70 minutes will people who are streaming be able to view this film too yeah yeah oh great we'll have it on one of our computers and stream it out so great so everybody will get to see we'll get to see everything 
Uh, we've got uh, Mr. Recluse from the Farm Podcast. Uh, he is also going to be there. And Nathan Isaac from Penny Royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melody Blackthorn, who is a good friend of ours, fan of our show. Uh, she's going to be doing something about the Bell Witch. Ooh. Oh. And some interesting research that she's uh, cool. a new way of looking at it that, that she's done yeah. as well. Uh, Timothy Renner is going to be uh, doing the end, very end on Sunday. He's going to be doing a remote presentation. And uh, Delaney Bowers, she's a folklorist. Uh, oh, yeah. From, yeah. Uh, she lives in Somerset, Kentucky now, but uh, she's going to, hopefully, she's going to be doing something more about folklore. I, I uh, really enjoyed when you had her on your episode. Yeah, that was so a I'm great looking forward episode. to it a lot. Is or she on your talk, podcast, yeah. Is she going to talk about her pro wrestling project she did? Because that's what I want to know oh, about. Is I when she talked about that, that was, that's, Sam's not interested in the wrestling. I am going to corner her and ask her about the pro wrestling. You, you, you should. I have a funny. Uh, I have a funny story about that actually, Aaron. Oh. Um, an interesting synchronicity or coincidence, I guess you could call. It. I guess more of a coincidence. Uh, when I had Delaney on, I, I, so I worked with this guy. He doesn't work there anymore, but I worked for several years with this guy that does uh, kind of the amateur wrestling. Mm-hmm. And him and his wife worked with me as well. Is it and professional amateur wrestling? It, it is. It is amateur professional right. wrestling. Amateur right. professional. Right. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like the Southern Circuit. You know, yeah, that, yeah. That, that in, indie indie wrestling is is right. oh, okay. technically so so what so you could she, call it. Yeah. she looks at me and she says, "Oh, you've had uh, you had just had someone that interviewed my husband on on the uh, on your on your podcast." Oh, and I was wow. like, I was like, who? And then I realized that Delaney had done this project mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she had actually interviewed this guy that I worked with. Oh, wow. So like, you know, <laughs> small world. Um, cool. We've also got Olaf Phillips going to be there this year. Okay. And uh, David Metcalf is going to be doing a remote presentation. On uh, titled A True Story, Hybrid Narratives, Gothic Horror and the Contact Experience. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hmm, interesting. So he's really framing um, a lot of these, uh, well, communion and Whitley Strieber's uh, books in the context of horror instead of sci-fi that the alien abduction themes are usually placed in. So that should be pretty cool. Oh. It makes sense since Strieber was a horror novelist. Right. <clears throat> novelist, he emphasizes, person who <laughs> writes fiction. Sorry, editorializing there. <laughs> Be interested to talk to Metcalf about this. And uh, we've got uh, workshops by Kiki Dombrowski, Michael Hughes, and Ren Collier. Nice. And uh, Kiki's going to be doing a tarot workshop. Uh, Mike is going to be doing something similar to that. So they're kind of, it's kind of, kind of blend into each other a little bit. I think Kiki talked about it's going to be a lot of different um, crafts with uh, yeah, like right. divin- divination, uh, yeah. DIY divination crafts. Yeah. Oh, that, interesting. Mike is doing the, the tarot workshop. Like, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Straight Ren, up my creepy DIY alley. So. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah. So it'll be like construction <laughs> yeah, so, paper and scissors. Yes. And, like handcraft <laughs> and embroidery and divination. You know? so, so you want to be there for that one, definitely. Yes. And uh, then uh, we've got Ren going to be doing a – he's going to be doing like a, a cult ritual. He's going to talk about it on Friday night. And then I think it's something that's going to be like a 10, 15-minute thing that we're going to probably do on Saturday morning. A real so, live occult ritual. Yeah. No, that sounds that sounds terrifying. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Well, we did one last year. I mean, um, uh, yeah, Alan Greenfield did one last year. Alan oh, Greenfield right. performed that uh, primordial version of the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram that he rediscovered when he was in Israel. So that was that was pretty special. And then we, I think got, I do remember that. Yeah. We've got two people. We've got two more people. We got. Uh, your co-host Samantha, uh, Aaron, yeah, yes, and, uh, and, and the and the and the star of uh, the star of Great Lakes lore, Samantha. Yes, yes, we'll Samantha and her sidekick Aaron. No, um, no, no. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, and uh, we're going to be presenting about um, about what are we presenting about? 
Uh, well, we are presenting about our very first episode, which was released a year ago yesterday. Yes. Um, about the Dungeon Swamp um, murders. And today I found a plat map and I was so excited. So we there is a plat map in the presentation. And as a historian, yes. that just makes my little heart go pitter patter. So what, 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 is, what, is, what is a plat map? Oh, the plat oh. map. <laughs> it shows um, land ownership, like who's yep. owning what oh, plots okay. of land okay. inside okay. of. This is for the Goodwell Township, which is where the dungeons lived. So it maps out all of the land they owned, the neighbors that, you know, they had fights with and um, all that kind of stuff. And my response when I saw the plat map was a very erudite. I really like the kind of handwriting they use to label things. Oh, yeah. It's really cool, which it is. Yeah. I mean, when, when you think about maps being like with people's names written out in a way that's legible, that's pretty mm-hmm. astounding. As somebody whose handwriting is completely illegible, um, <laughs> I, I always find that that pretty fascinating. But we've got yeah. some great angles um, on the uh, the topic that we that we've discovered since we did our initial research, but if you haven't, if people who are there who haven't heard our episode, they will not miss mm-hmm. a beat, and and it's it's going to be um it's going to be nice and inclusive and all encompassing. Yeah, I mean we're structuring it in a way so that like we're giving out enough information in the presentation so that you know whoever's there who hasn't heard will understand what's happening. But if you have heard, there's going to be new stuff going on. So, um, and then we'll, of course, if you want to hear more, go listen to our episode. So, you know, nice way to plug that too. But, um, if, but yeah, if I'm so remembering, if I'm remembering correctly, you guys are going to be really contrasting the, the legend versus the primary source stuff and mm-hmm. kind of yeah. retracing how the legend might've really uh, developed and gotten started. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're we're really sort of sort of putting our uh, putting our historian hats on for this. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's gonna be gonna be fun. Yeah. And the you guys are going to be speaking at seven thirty to eight thirty Central Time on Friday. Nice. All right. Prime time. Prime time. <laughs> Prime time. And, and, so and the you, reason yeah. the reason I say Central Time is because obviously we we want to have people you know view this online. So. You know, depending on what time zone you're in, just kind of calculate. Mm-hmm. But of course, it all is recorded. Uh, so right. if you attend online or in person and you want to recap something you might have missed, um, you will have access to that stuff. Uh, I think everything but um, anything that the speakers do not want to include, uh, including possibly the the movie about Soraya, may have to be viewed oh, right. live. Mm. Uh, live in person or online. Well, it'll still mm-hmm. be. They'll still be protected anyway. Yeah. So there's yeah. a so the way we're doing this, there's a private Facebook group that you get that uh, whenever uh, you get your ticket, you'll have a link, and I am actually sending out links every week so people to remind people to get into that group. So mm-hmm. bought a ticket already, please uh, online ticket or uh, in person ticket, please uh, get into that group. Uh, but that's going to be how it's going to be viewed. And then we, and for people that don't want to use Facebook, we do have another option, but they just need to uh, let us know about that. Great. Cool. Great. Yeah. It's, it, you don't need any special software. You don't need anything weird. It's, it's websites and services that 99% of <laughs> all humans who would be listening to this use already. It's, um, it, it is one of the easiest things to, to hook into that I've ever seen. Excellent. Yeah. And this is just going to be uh, like every year, this kind of like our dream conference that we've put together, everyone who, who we would want to see uh, all the things that we're interested in. And um, it's going to be, it's going to be really fun. I don't, I don't know if any other conference that really puts all these type of uh, minds and subjects together, like, like ours does. It is a definite meeting of the minds. <laughs> it is. And I was going to say that, that one of the things I like about it is no matter what you're interested in, if you're interested in anything even remotely fringy, there is something in this that will interest you. It, it's not just a UFO conference. It's not just a cryptid conference. It's not just a woo-woo paranormal conference or a conspiracy conference. There's a little bit of everything. There's even some actual, you know, straight narrative history research telling i know me and sam's means me and sam I'm, i i don't know english the presentation that sam and i are doing and uh tim Benall's presentation are very much in the the straight 
you know, reportage, you know, looking at the records and sources sort of things all the way to let's all do an occult ritual for 15 minutes. It's, <laughs> right. it, it's, it's the yeah. entire, it's the entire gamut. Yeah. And the bell, Witch. and the bell, Witch, which is yeah. local. So it is local yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I'm really- I'm looking forward to to seeing Adam Go Rightly, who is a national treasure. So, yes, and, which that's not that's not an exaggeration. I've I've been a fan of his before I started doing almost any yeah. of this. So it, it's it's very much very much a thrill. Our favorite self identified crackpot historian. Mm-hmm. Yes, as opposed to Sam and me. <laughs> who are I, you straddled the line i think no, <laughs> so am i a historian of crackpots or am i a crackpot who's a historian Ooh, maybe that, you that, that, maybe you are a historian of crackpots that might be that, a way that, to look at you see, it that that's how i i, I think go rightly is a crackpot historian i am a historian of crackpots so that's the uh and 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 sam's Sam's a historian, sort of unqualified. Not unqualified. I mean, with no, <laughs> I'm an unqualified historian. <laughs> a historian with no qualifiers, I, I, I guess is, is grammatically what I'm saying. I was like, unqual- she's an unqualified. She just sort of snuck she's an in unqualified there the crackpot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. No, that that that's me. I'm a crackpot, but I'm not really crazy. So that's you know, I don't have any credibility with that. So. <laughs> there we go. Well, I'm looking forward to it as my first time um, being there. Uh, yeah, I there's a lot of folks who I interact with on Twitter and different things who I'm looking very much forward looking very I'm very much looking forward to meeting them. So <laughs> good, excellent. Yeah, yes. Yeah, oh, go ahead, Aaron. Sorry. Uh, no, this is just how I look. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> well, just to let just to let everybody know, uh, tickets are still available. Uh, tickets for both online and in person. Uh, the, it's, you can find the tickets at strangerealitiesconference.com and the dates are October 14th through the 16th. We're basically going to be doing a Friday evening and all day on Saturday and most of the day on Sunday. The, the prices are $70 for, uh, for in-person. Uh, that's for the whole weekend and $30 for the online stream. We also, for people that uh, may be in the Nashville area or Middle Tennessee area or in Tennessee uh, period, if you guys uh, once you just come out for a day, we do have $30 single day tickets as well. So if you want to come out just on Saturday, you'll just pay $30. But if you wanted to pay all three days that way, it would be $90. So you to be mm-hmm. to be there all three days, you only have to pay seventy dollars, and you get twenty dollars discount. So that's how that works. So so just pay the seventy bucks, yeah. you know, just pay the and just bucks. Exactly. sleep in your car in the parking lot and come back the next day. And you don't have to do all that math. <laughs> you don't do math. Just buy for the whole weekend. It's right. Exactly. It's easy. Exactly. And we'll make sure to put a link um, to the. Um, the website to purchase the tickets on our website page for this episode. So people will be able to find it there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for having us. No problem. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks for coming on and for having us back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for doing it. It's going to be fun. Strangerealitiesconference.com.